0: Welcome to the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Nadia Dela Cruz, founder of the Wayne Dyer Wisdom Community on Facebook and angeltarot.org. You can find the link to join our group and get more details about this podcast at NadiaDelacruz.com. Now today I have two people joining me. They were the winners of a free ticket giveaway to see Dr. Wayne Dyer. For his conference in Maui back in 2008, that was actually the year after I was there, they even got to meet Ramdas. The couple now facilitates mindfulness meditation and retreats at a nonprofit outside of Chicago. Dan and Sharon Morley, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Our pleasure. Thank you very much, Nadia.
0: I've really been looking forward to this conversation because I know that we're both Wayne Dyer super fans. I mean, you had to be to to go all the way to Maui to see him. Um, so I'm just ready to dive in. Now, were you both longtime fans of Doctor Dyer?
1: Well, yes. Um, my my connection kind of started uh, a few years before that. <clears throat> I. Uh... I, uh, most of my life, uh, most of my adult life, I spent in addiction. And um, and I was, when I got sober, I kind of started to look for a spiritual path. And I was sitting, this was probably about 19, or no, it was probably about 2004. I was sitting in my therapist, massage therapist room, reading an article in a magazine. And the article was by Wayne Dyer. <clears throat> And for some reason that just resonated with me. It was I was very inspired by what I read. And that that connection right there is kind of like gave me it gave me a path to follow. And so that that's how I connected with him. And and then just from there on we started to Sharon and I started to read books and and watch his PBS specials and uh, and we always thought, wow, wouldn't it be great to see him? Because, you know, we always we always knew he was on a lecture tour and he did mm-hmm. conferences and stuff. So we just went on, we just went on like that. And um, we didn't really quite, um, we didn't really quite participate in, in his teachings uh, per se were our own, but, but you know, when we finally uh, <clears throat> started to get into his books and started to, to use his teachings in my recovery, which was very, very strong. Um, and I think the first book I, I really came about was um, Living in Balance and, and, um, and Inspiration. And when I read some of the articles in that book or some of the pages in that book, it really, it really stuck with me as far as him talking about addiction and how we can, how we can fix it, because you know, he experienced uh, different addictions in his life and it really resonated with me, and I said, "Well, this is it. This is a great, a great, um, a great teacher." So, um, from there, <laughs> if you want to hear the story about M- Maui? Then we can go. You know, we well,
0: let me stop you there before we get into Maui, because okay. I think you touched on something that impacts a lot of people, and and maybe in some ways now more than ever is this topic of addiction. Um, addiction can be many things. Most typically we think of as drugs and alcohol, but really it can be a lot of other things as well. That's the sort of, um, I want to say compulsive self-medicating, but it always comes from a place of a wound, something that, something that hurts, right? There's a pain that lives inside of all of us. Eckhart Tolle calls that the pain body, right? And different ways of trying to live with that and trying to be okay, um, I had heard addiction described as, um, like, like the antidote to addiction is connection, not isolation, not shame, not, oh, you've done something wrong. You should have better self-control. That that's not it. It's actually it's actually lack of a connection. So I guess what I want to ask you is, since you found guidance from Dr. Wayne Dyer to help you on your path of recovery. You know, what advice would you would you have for others who might find themselves in that situation now? What advice spoke to you or or what have you found on your own path that was helpful?
1: Well, what I what I really learned which was a big influence in my recovery was the ability to surrender. And <clears throat> excuse me. And I think Wayne Dyer has surrendered in a lot of different a lot of different ways in his life to the point to where he, he actually used his practice to live his life. And um, so I read early on that he really never had a spiritual path when he begun uh, his journey. That's and true. He to, mm-hmm. Yeah, he had to find his his spiritual path through, through other people, through that connection you were talking about. And um, I never ever would have believed that I would have relationships like I have today in my life. I never ever believed that I would actually be able to be, feel comfortable in my own skin to talk to people. Wow. And and some of his teachings really showed me how to do that, how to take control of my life, how to manifest my emotions and manifest my thinking to, to for the positive, you know, and try to stay on that path. Um,
0: What is it that made you feel separate? What made you feel like you couldn't open up and have connections with other people?
1: Well, that's the mystery. You know, (laughs) that's the mystery in addiction. It's just um, you you just get so addicted and then finally uh, you kind of go inside and not in the spiritual way. You go inside as a selfish way or self-centered way to where you don't want to talk to people and you don't want to have any relationship unless they have something that you need or want, yeah. <clears throat> you know? And so um, for me to experience life on life's terms without uh, trying to control it uh, was a big change in my life. And it took a lot of practice and it took a lot of reading of Wayne Dyer and other spiritual uh, thinkers to, to, to get over that hump, to find a path. And, um, so from his life experience related to my life experience, even though we're two definitely separate people, um, it, it just clicked. I, I I can't really explain it, but it just clicked.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, and it's like a remembering
0: you, you have this understanding when somebody says something in a way that you get it, it's like a remembering it's like, well, of course, but then all of a sudden everything looks different.
1: Well, what happens, it just brings out that. That trueness of of yourself, the the yeah. real person that's inside, that's caught, that's in prison, it you know it brings that out. To you know, when I went into recovery, the biggest thing I want to do is find the person I really am, and mm-hmm. and it, I'm still looking after 22 years of sobriety. I'm still looking, and but that's okay, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's all about balance, and it's all about finding your way. Um, and another thing about Wayne. I know I'm talking a lot, but another thing—that's what we're
0: him, here for, Dan—is <laughs> you
1: know, um, that he never followed one spiritual path.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, he, it took him to follow all sorts of different paths. I, I was just reading in in one of his books a little while ago about how he became. He really wasn't a Christian. Mm-hmm. He really wasn't a Buddhist, and he calls mm-hmm. himself a half Christian and a half Buddhist. You know, mm-hmm. because he never really had a path and. And that's how I felt. I never had a path. I was a recovering Catholic, you know. And <laughs> so it was like, this is really good stuff. And what it showed me, all the all the spiritual paths that I followed, the Buddhism, the Taoism, the Christianity, all those, they all said the same thing in the end. I realized that. You know, mm-hmm. it's full circle. And why? Um, oh, my God. What a...
0: What a gift that is. I, I love how eclectic he was in his interests and in his understanding and the things that he talked about. He talked about the Kabbalah, the Quran, mm-hmm. the yeah. the Bible. He wasn't adverse to talking about Jesus or Um, I remember one time he was talking about, I think there's a book specifically he was referring to, but it, it compares quotes of Jesus to quotes of, of Lao Tzu from the Tao Te Ching. And that, you know, it's like two different ways of saying the same thing. And I think at at the heart of all of that, there is truth. I think where, where religion, um, maybe runs into trouble. (laughs) This is controversial. (laughs) I'm going to yeah. I'm going to disclaim that where where religion runs into trouble, in my opinion, is that we have these people in positions of power that now claim to know it all, to understand it all, to organize. it. I think when you organize it, you know, it's sort of like when you name it, you lose it. When you organize it, I feel yeah. like you can lose it, too, that there's still a lot of good that can be in that. There's still a lot of truth that can be in it, but it's never going to be 100 yeah. percent because because yeah. there's that, you know. Everything lives in us, <laughs> good and bad. But I like what you said earlier about um, this learning not to control life. Wow. And oh my gosh, like you glossed right over that. But that is huge. I mean, that is a lifetime journey, I think, of this letting go of learning to to trust in that, to learning to believe in something bigger than yourself. And that, you know, like Ramdas said, be here now that's about resting in the present moment that's about um you know not trying to chase something or push something away and personally I think it takes a lifetime to to yeah. get that maybe there's a few maybe there's a few masters who really <laughs> well, you, well know. you know you know there's the, the whole
1: control, the whole control thing I mean that's that's addiction right there you know that's mm you know, that's the ego, that's the ego talking. And you know what the ego, the, the ego wants to control. And and so to live 30 plus years, trying to control your life and everybody else's around you mm-hmm. is really a tough chore. It's really hard. So addiction- That sounds exhausting. You know. <laughs> it is, it is. It, I, I, but But you're always looking for that final, that final goal, that final uh, pleasure, you know. At the end of the tunnel, you want it, you want what you want and want it now, and and it's hard to control that day after day after day. Um, I work with a lot yeah. of young people in yeah. recovery now, and um, I, I got I got a I got to hand it to them. I mean, I'm proud of these young kids nowadays that want to try to get sober and make something out of their life and. And, and it just makes me happy, it, and so I, I help them, I sponsor them, I do whatever I can to get them back on their feet, because I, I'm proud of uh, proud of what they're trying to do, and there's so many, you know, there's so many people out there addicted nowadays, so anyway, mm-hmm. another thing about Wayne is the the way he used other people, the way he used other authors and other uh, philosophers and and yeah, I mean he had people in his life where oh my God, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would die to meet some of these people. But he would use that wisdom mm-hmm. to guide his own life. You know, uh, even though he had a lot of wisdom and knowledge, but he used that from other people. So there's that connection again. You were talking about, you know, connection yeah. with people.
0: So. I think that he was always searching and when he found Mm. something that worked for him, he wanted to share it with us. Now, Sharon, uh, we've heard from your husband. Now we want to hear from you. (laughs)
2: Um, So did you,
0: go ahead. Did you discover Wayne um, from the article that he talked about and then you both kind of found him or was that, it was a different Um, I think that uh, Wayne and I go way back. You know,
2: I'm way old, and uh, you know, that as a reader and as a teacher, um, you know, always reading the top uh, novels or the top things that are on the top 10. Um, and his book, when it came out, I, I must say that I really thought it was a sexual book and not. Oh, you so Yeah. I, I thought it was erogenous, you know. So, yeah, <laughs> before glasses. Uh, at any rate, <laughs> I uh, I had been watching Yanni on PBS, mm-hmm. and uh, I just remember this vividly that he came on, and I think I saw him sometimes on uh, some talk show or something. But you know, I I never sat down. But when I did, he had me. He had total mm-hmm. control over however long he was on there. It was like five minutes and again as a teacher and as someone who stands in front of a group of people to be able to to have that connection in the most humble way with a gi- gigantic amount of knowledge mm-hmm. in all these different areas i was just hooked i was hooked to i wanted to hear him and i wanted to see him you know we have every one of his books and, and my mm-hmm. goal, my resolution for the year was to reread his books. Yeah. And so change your thoughts is a daily one because you got to contemplate on that one, but, mm-hmm. um, Dan's got several things on, uh, on the phone. So this pandemic has been a Wayne Dyer. Revolution you know <laughs> I love it and and uh, so many people have contacted us and said what would you suggest what book should I start with you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I and I always go back to my most favorite book as I can I see clearly now mm-hmm. because it just is a Bible of all that put back together about his 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 journey as a child and all the things that he went through and then that connection as an alcoholic he didn't use the program he used his own you know he used his own uh life to all those words transformation manifestation you know you live it you don't just say it um and and he gives me I mean, it just runs through my veins when I say <laughs> Wayne Dyer. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that that peace, serenity, um, and what a wonderful human being. You know, um, you can see it in his writing when he changes, and he changes into this spiritual person. That uh, when he gives it all away,
0: mm-hmm. you know, he
2: just gives it all away and goes. And and he truly was that kind of person, you know. He stood right next to us, you know. Um, it, every time we saw him, you know, it was like, it, except for that lady that was pushing oh. everybody away. <laughs> oh, she wanted to wringle my neck.
1: We'll get know? into we'll get into that in <laughs> a little bit.
2: Yeah, oh, boy. But, uh <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's like when I said that we have mantras. Um, you know i don't know how many times i've said change the way you look at things and the look at the, the things thing you, you look at change
0: mm-hmm. it's
2: it's like yeah. i have to keep repeating those things because there's got to be a lesson as long as i'm aware
1: well well you know there just that just that quote just that one quote there mm-hmm. is kind of a mantra for recovery because mm-hmm. i had to change everything you know when i got so i had to change the way i looked at things i had to change the way i thought i had to change the way i acted and so and when i did that things changed you know mm-hmm. things changed in my life and, and things changed in people's lives that were around me that was the astounding part you know <clears throat> it wasn't just me yeah i ch- i changed the environment i changed the world as he would say you yeah. know yeah
0: Seriously. we're we're energetic beings and so when you change your energy you change the energy of the room you change yeah. the energy of everybody you're in relationship with that they're going to behave differently because you're bringing something different to the table
1: absolutely you know and and, and, and we're right where we're supposed to be too
0: <laughs> no
1: i mean things happen for a reason yeah. i mean you came into our lives you know for a reason mm-hmm. uh, wayne dyer came into our lives for a reason you know everybody that we meet are supposed to be there
0: yeah that's a beautiful thought and i remember him telling the story about um what was it like a, a trolley or a, or a train where you picture that you're going on and you're holding on to like you know the 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 handrail or whatever and people come on at one station and people get off at another station but like it's all perfect some people are there for a long time some people are there for one stop but yeah. like there, it's all this interplay yeah.
1: Of of life, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so I think it was very important in my life to follow his knowledge and his teachings. I mean, he was a big avid fan of Saint Francis. I mean, oh it, yeah, it, it was like holy Moses, you know. So yeah. Saint Francis really saved his life.
0: Did and, you uh, see the video series of when he went through Europe, experiencing the miraculous? No, we didn't see that. You did. You should watch that one. He talked about it. He He talked talked about about it
1: in his his lectures, yeah. You should see uh, it.
0: It's the only time I've ever seen Wayne Dyer cry. So mm, you got to watch it. But yeah, he (laughs) was giving a talk in Assisi, and he was, you know, in this really old church where um, St. Francis would have been, and somehow everything came together that they were able to talk there when normally they don't let anybody do events there. And he felt the energy of saint francis come over him <laughs> and it just brought him to tears and he says do you feel it he's yes, here I, he he's here see, i
1: did see that it was a oh little i'm on getting chills just something.
0: thinking about it I, yeah
1: i think i think hay house put something out about that yeah and that's when he just stopped talking and he yeah. couldn't talk he lost all mobility to talk and yeah I remember that.
0: yeah and then his mm-hmm. story of healing Um, With his knee when he was he was going up those steps, and the guy on his back. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the picture of that was on the cover of uh, I think it's there's a spiritual solution to every problem, um, which is what he was finishing up at the time that they were that they were there. But
1: yeah. That he had was so many
0: influences and I you know, he gets criticized. He gets criticized for quoting people like like Dr. Wayne Dyer is just a collection of other people's work. And it's so not true because his his mission, I think, uh-huh. his dharma was that he wanted to bring ancient wisdom to us in a way that everybody could understand in a way that's accessible that we can do something with it we know how to apply it to our lives I think he was beautiful at that and the fact that he gave credit to his teachers, to where he studied it from, I think is really honorable because so many people would just take it and be like, well, this is mine. I'm going to sell it as my wisdom. And he never tried to sell it as his own wisdom. He tried to sell it as I studied this. I'm presenting it to you. Here's how you can use it in your life.
1: Well, you know, I I think you hit it right on the head when you said, I I think he honored the people that he learned from you know what i mean it wasn't he took advantage of it i think he really honored it and that's why he used it um so yeah that's a great that's a great thing
0: well everybody has critics and it's funny because i discovered wayne as a teenager he had a huge impact on my life and i've 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 experienced nothing but positive from him you know and (laughs) uh so it really surprised me actually many years later when i figured out some people really don't like wayne dyer and i was like what like, why? It doesn't make any sense, right? <clears throat> yeah, but I think well, a lot of people, when they're being challenged for their beliefs, right, people defend their limitations to the death. Like, no, yeah. I can't do that. You don't understand me. That's not possible for me. It's easy for you to say, right? <laughs> That's and the he, control. Yeah, control. You're, you nailed it with that. Yeah. And I think, you know, he, he must have rubbed people the wrong way who were entrenched in not wanting to change and uh so yeah of course course, you know
1: i i I hear a lot of people say that his books or his message or his teachings are pretty Mm -hmm. repetitive and you know one book says the same thing as another and and i and i would always think i thought about that you know and and i always i came to the conclusion to where it was it wasn't repetitive he was just telling you the same thing over and over for you to get it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean
0: he was coming at the same core from this angle from that yep. angle from the yep. other angle and oh here's another way you can use it here's another way you can access it um now when you yep. guys saw him in maui he was talking about excuses be gone is that right yes Yes. so before we should jump into that story but before we jump into that story i just wanted to mention that excuses be gone i think is one of his best most useful and most underrated books because whenever i hear people say oh you know what's what's your favorite wayne dyer book Nobody ever says excuses be gone, but I think it's challenging, right? Who wants to be told that? Oh, get rid of your excuses. Well, I don't have excuses, you know? So it's like the title might, might put you off from the beginning. But I feel like what this was is it was a practical manual for not Mm -hmm. getting stuck in your own head. And he Mm -hmm. said, I've spent all these years teaching you what to think. Now I'm going to teach you how to change your thought patterns. Now I'm going to teach you how to get out of those, those ruts. So
1: It was the whole thing about justification. I mean, I I lived my life justifying this and justifying that because, you know, I I couldn't give up. Mm -hmm. So, sure, it's it's the whole thing. Excuses, excuses, excuses.
0: (laughs) Okay, so we started out uh, today mentioning that you guys were um, contest winners to get tickets to go to his conference in Maui. So what was the contest? Can you tell us about that?
1: Okay, I think, I believe, I'm going to try to strain my Remember. brain. Remember, yeah,
0: it's a while.
1: <laughs> um, back in 2007, there was a Hay I think it was Hay House, I was on their website, and they offered a, um, a trip to the, his conference in October of 2008. A free trip, grand prize free trip, all expenses paid, three days at this hotel and... Con in the in the conference everything and all you had to do is buy this book and the book is um living the wisdom of the Is it like a mm-hmm. like a little company book for for the big one
0: oh the little yeah. the little handbook one yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: so i i bought the book and and once you buy the book your email is entered in this contest i don't know it's about six or eight months later i get a i get a a voicemail on my telephone, and I asked, you know, I answered. It was a voice message, and it says, "Well, congratulations! You have you are the grand prize winners of all expenses paid to Maui to see Wayne Dyer in conference." And I, and I'm going, "Yeah, right. It's right. This, this is a, the, the, tell that, you know, this is not right." So I, I just played it about six times, and I says. I said, man, and so my heart started pumping. I started to get really, really goofy, and I was going, wow, this is true. Sharon comes home from work. I said, you got to listen to this thing. So and, I played the, the voicemail, and, and she said, no, that's not right. That's, that's this is pulling. a
0: scam. This is a scam. How much is so, that going to cost? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> it was a
2: Friday afternoon, and after being with middle schoolers for a, a week, I was just like, eh. you know? And so we called the number and I actually talked to a person who was his secretary that we met at uh, one of the other conferences that we went to. And uh, she said, oh no, this is really, that you really have, you really (laughs) have won. And I I was just like, we were screaming all over the house.
1: (laughs) So so Sharon and I, we we kind of thought about this and, and, and they says and they said, Well, give us a call. He says, We're gonna to try to, you know, get all your accommodations done and ready and we'll we'll give you an email back. So in the next couple of days we just looked at each other and shaking our heads and says, We gotta do this. You know, we just gotta do this. Mm-hmm. This is a life this is once in a lifetime opportunity just to go to Hawaii, you know, not a lot of C- loans. Have D- you been Dyer. to
0: Hawaii before? No. no. Oh wow. No.
1: No. So um, so we said, Yeah, okay so when we contacted hay house after that after the accommodations we said well you know what we'll probably never ever get back to hawaii again can we just maybe make our return trip a couple days later
0: yeah i did (laughs) the same thing i think i stayed for a week yeah oh
1: cool yeah so they did that for us they booked us a later flight back home and we got the hotel room for half price too. So it was really cool.
0: So, did you get to stay in the hotel where the conference was held? Yes. 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 Do you yep, remember what the name it. of that is? It's escaping me for some reason. Was Westin? it the Weston? Oh, the Weston. Weston. It was
2: next door to his his condo. condo. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah that's yeah. where it was
0: the year before. I I stayed in a a different place down the road, so I had to actually drive over. Because I think oh. by the time I went, they had already sold all the rooms. Like, yeah, I think there you get a little bit of a discount if you're coming for the conference, but those sold out really fast. Um, well,
1: yeah, I'm surprised that we got right there because we won the trip. You know, they could have put us anywhere. You yeah. know, what I mean,
0: they treated yeah. you right. That's good. They did. Yeah, they did. They certainly yep. did. Yep.
1: It yeah. Was, it was beautiful. So that was, that was it. That was great. We got there early in the morning, and um, you know, we did a little looking around, walked on the beach, and and uh, went to the conference Friday night. And um, it was just it was a it was a smaller Well, you were there. It, it's not really big. Mm-hmm. It was kind of small, and the stage was pretty close, and we got great seats and.
0: I think Just there was in. there was probably a couple hundred people when I was there, which isn't a lot for for right. something like that. Yeah. yeah,
1: well, it was it was there was probably a, a thousand people, probably. Really, when we were there.
0: Yeah. yeah, so that was the second time he ever did that in Hawaii. So word was oh, probably okay. catching on. Yeah, you went in October. I went in October the year before. That was the first one. Yeah, when I heard he was going to be in Maui, I was like, oh, Wayne Dyer. <laughs> in hawaii those are like my two favorite things i had been on a family trip to hawaii before and i thought hawaii was going to be all hype but no i loved it i loved it and uh and then he ended up switching it to january i think maybe the following year and he was doing his annual thing in january and then of course you know the last one that was planned he was never there for which was 2016. Uh, yeah
1: yeah so here so here's another little a little thing that was really cool so we got settled in. We went to the Friday night thing, and and I, I got up early sa- Saturday morning to go to the beach before sunrise to do some Tai Chi, you know. I want to be one with the waves, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And it was wonderful. It was just really wonderful. So I'm out there on the beach. The waves are crashing. I'm doing Tai Chi, and and I kind of feel a presence behind me. You know, and I kind of shook it off and stuff. So I got down and I was turned around and I come walking back to the hotel and there's like a, like a raised patio up above the, you know, the beach there. And there was a guy sitting there and it was still kind of dark out and it was kind of like a silhouette. So he stands up as I'm walking by and he goes, excuse me, he goes, what were you doing out there on the beach? I said, oh, I was just doing some Tai Chi Cha, was just, you know, moving with the waves and. You know, and then he goes, Oh my God, he says, that was beautiful. I said, Yeah, I said, Have you ever done it before? He goes, No, I I've never even heard of it. I said, oh, yeah, it was really good. You know, <laughs> if you're out here tomorrow morning, I'll show you a few movements. And he says, Yeah, great. So it turns out we go to the conference that day, <clears throat> the man I was talking to was Terry Gordon. <gasps> Oh my gosh! And 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 he was the guest speaker, for Wayne Dyer. Yeah. And it was like he says, "Yeah, I'm just I'm just sitting out here early trying to get my head together, you know. I got I got to get a few things going, you know." And he never told me he was going to be the speaker.
0: He wouldn't. He's that kind yeah. of guy. He's very humble.
1: So he, when he came on stage, here and I were going,
0: "That's that guy, guy. That's, that's the, the guy." guy. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna do tai
0: chi with him tomorrow.
1: <laughs> oh, I could have made a lot of stories up, <laughs> but it was great. He was he was a great great guy. Um, I tried to get down there after he got off stage to get an autograph, but I couldn't get near him again.
0: So for those of you who have listened to the podcast for a while, Dr. Terry Gordon was one of my guests. I think he was the second guest I ever had after Dr. Ken Harris. Did you guys listen to that one? Did you listen to the one with Terry Gordon? Yes, yeah, so yeah. I did after you told me about it. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. So he wrote the book No Storm Lasts Forever about his unfortunately very tragic tragic experience of his son getting into an accident and yes. becoming paralyzed. Um, he's a famous cardiologist, he's known as the conscious cardiologist. And it's so funny, because I met him through the group, which is really cool. That's like the best thing about having this group is that I meet the most amazing people. And I meet people who knew Wayne or people who has these stories that I get to come on and talk to you guys. That's the best thing. But um, (laughs) so I met Terry because he was posting he makes these memes and he was posting them in the group. And I was like, oh who is this and then he said something about knowing Wayne Dyer or something and um i looked him up right and he's he's got all the stuff on his website and uh invited him on and he said yes i was like wow this is great. Like, you know, nobody yeah. knows who I am except I have this Wayne Dyer group. I, you know, I'd only done I think one interview, and uh, oh. so he was my second. But yeah, he's just fantastic. So humble, so loving. But mm-hmm. I remembered hearing him before. So here's the thing: when I talked to Dr. Terry Gordon, and I asked him, I know I've heard you in a recording somewhere with Wayne because I remembered him talking to a cardiologist about this story. And I could, I didn't know the name. I never remembered the name. And then I connected to Dr. Terry Gordon, and I was like, I know I've heard you somewhere. Where was it? And he's like, Well, maybe it was the excuses be gone. And I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was maybe maybe there's a recorded version of that. Well,
1: well, well I think Wayne, I think the conference was recorded because I remember Wayne saying. Uh, this weekend will be recorded. I don't know if it was videotaped, but I know it was recorded. Well, I used
0: to get the CD sets, and I preferred oh. the ones from his live lectures. So I probably yeah. had that, and I was listening to it somewhere, but I, I vaguely remembered it. And then, yeah, so that's so cool that you guys got got to not only see him, but <laughs> that little interaction yeah. with him. Coincidence. In yeah, no coincidence. Early morning in the beach. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, so there's a couple other things. There's just a couple other little stories about that. Um, Sharon's got a story about uh, the next day, Wayne Dyer had Ram Dass on stage, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, and Ram Dass actually walked up the stage, which was, he, he Wayne just says, come on, Ram, just come on up.
0: And he he got actually out of walked up?
1: And he walked up the stairs, yep. Wow. And he sat in the chair. I mean, it took him a long time, you know, it took him a long time to answer questions and snap, but mm-hmm. it was beautiful. It was just You know, I think Wayne Dyer just idolized that man. He really loved Oh,
0: yeah. He looked up to Ram Dass. He was like a mentor to him. And then they later became friends. But I think it definitely started out with Wayne sort of modeling a lot of things after what he witnessed from Ron Doss and seeing him yeah. as really a spiritual inspiration in his own life. Yeah. Cause he started as a psychologist, which is a very different thing, right? He's yeah. got a lot of cred in the, in the psychology <laughs> arena, but in the yeah. spiritual arena, Wayne had to, you know, Rain, Wayne had to earn his chops, I think. Yes. To get in there. He yeah. Did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so
1: anyway, the, 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 um, the interview was great and, and Ron finished and he got back in his wheelchair and his, His caretaker took him out to the hallway right Mm
2: so go ahead so i said i gotta go see him i gotta go see him because i i had be here now in the 70s when i was in college very cool yeah and i just went this is just too much so i walked out
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're by yourself
2: I walked out and he was just sitting there she and, left
0: you uh, in the dust she's like i gotta go
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh and i just walked up to him and it was like there was no fear it was just all like he was his aura mm. was just totally white and he just smiled at me this gentle happy blue beautiful eyes and i went i i I, and I went to touch him and he says come here and he went and he kissed me <laughs> on my cheek <laughs> and so when I went back in the room he goes where'd you go I go Ram Dass kissed me <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god my life was never the same <laughs>
0: yeah what happens in maui stays in maui i don't know
1: (laughs) she she got an autograph and much much more
0: (laughs) memories forever yeah that is so cool yeah Yeah, so when i was there they lifted his wheelchair up onto the stage like it probably took like two like there wasn't a ramp for whatever reason so i think they had two people actually lift his chair up so he could speak and yeah he had I think it's called aphasia, where the thoughts are fine, but but turning the thought into a word is really slow. so sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. For a long time since his yep. stroke, when, when was that? Like 2000 or late 90s? Yeah, or it was yeah, quite a while a ago.
1: ago. Yeah. But you know, there, then there was um, so during that conference, Wayne also showed the, the first clip of his movie. The okay. Shift.
0: <gasps> oh, exciting! You know, he
1: was just introducing this movie. And uh, mm. so he showed everybody a, a you know fifteen minute clip of it.
0: He and was He was so proud, it. wasn't he? Yeah. Oh,
1: <laughs> he didn't want he didn't want to act. He didn't want yeah. to be in that
0: film. I don't think he liked being directed.
1: No. <laughs> well, you know what it was. I just read tonight before coming on that he actually had a hard time, and then finally the directors and producers said, "Okay, just let him do what he wants," you know. And then he was having fun.
0: Yeah. You know? What I heard was that Wayne is so used to just kind of showing up and speaking impromptu, right? Like not scripted, but yep. you have to do the same thing over and over again when you're taping for whatever reason. And that I think yep. he's really struggling yeah, he's, with that. He
1: says, yeah. he says he kept reciting the, the lines he already wrote. You know what I, mean?
0: <laughs> I did that In one already. Books. Come on. Yeah.
1: So, so anyway, um, he started promoting this movie so when we got back home uh i don't know a few months later he's having he was having premiere showings in selective cities and chicago was one of them so we got tickets and we're going to go see this premiere and we get to it It was a little theater in downtown chicago it's called the park west and a beautiful little place little cocktail tables yeah everybody sits around tables and watches the stage and so he was kind of like walking through the people you know, he's walking through the, through the crowd and everybody's, you know, get taking pictures with him, signing autographs. And so Sharon says, I'm getting an autograph. I'm getting a picture. I'm getting a picture. So he had a either a stage manager or somebody from Hay House who was trying to get him on stage, you know, mm-hmm. leading him around,
0: directing him.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and, and he, she was saying, "Okay, no more no. pictures, no more pictures." And Wayne's going, "Oh, that's okay." And he went down and took another picture with somebody, you know, Wayne. He he wants to oh, just yeah. you know, accommodate
0: everybody. He loved it.
1: So finally, Sharon gets up close to him, and this lady says, "No, you can't. No, no more, no more." And Wayne goes, "Come on over here." And I got Sharon next to him. That's the picture I sent you.
0: Oh, I love it.
1: Yeah, and so I'm up there with the camera, and I'm nervous, and I can't take the picture. Never it. So you get Wayne, it. Wayne must have held that smile for five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> it was so funny, but we got it. And yeah. uh, and then and then we must have seen him two or three times at at a lectures that, in Chicago. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It was great. So 2007 was. I kept thinking the year that I went was 2008. It took me years to figure out. No wait, that was that was uh, the year before because my oh. husband and I met in 2008 and I knew we weren't together when I when I made that trip to um to Maui. Oh, there you go. But we did actually get to see him together when he came to Seattle. So we did get to see one of his talks, okay. but I realize I've had this. This is my badge from oh. the conference still with the uh the Hay House lanyard on it oh, that yeah, yeah, I've had yeah. hanging in my sacred space for I don't know how long and sure um, I still have it they gave us a little fabric Hay House bag with I think a like a, a notebook that you could write in and and yes, a, a uh, printout yes. of um. it was just like a word printout of the so that little book that you bought this was the early version of that. He hadn't finished it, but they, oh. it was also used for meditation. So he did like a guided meditation um, on the on the Tao, and then it was also that. Um, gosh, I have that book somewhere. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had like the early version of like he had like one sentence for every verse of the Tao that he had written and and that was all given to us um, that weekend. Kind of okay. treasured yeah. treasured memories. But um so did he and when you guys were there, did he invite you to go swim in the ocean or go to his yeah. yoga? Yeah. He yes. he asked, he asked yes. us to
2: go and when he said it was hot yoga, I went, uh oh, <laughs> so.
1: so. Yeah, he did. He he actually ended the conference on he says, "Well, we're going to it's about an hour. We got an hour left." He says, "Let's go swimming." And he, anybody wants to go swimming, let's go." And he, and he just walked off stage and went down to the beach and and we didn't go swimming with him, but yeah. we went down to the beach. Yeah. And then, and then about 10 minutes later everybody's in the water, yeah. right? And I see Wayne and a, and a and a girl walking up the beach. And I says, "That's there's Wayne, there's Wayne, you know." And so we rushed to him. We stopped him, we hugged him. We talked to him the we, sun was setting you know it was like
2: oh. we told him we were the, the winners yeah of the contest him. yeah you know like and he was just so charming yeah you know just so not egotistical yeah. you know like yeah. I, I don't Humble. think i don't even think there's no way that that could come in that could come into the picture when you say wayne dyer and ego.
0: It doesn't fit. Yeah, you know no. what's funny though is he says that that was the thing he struggled most with, so I mm-hmm. think there was some part of him that he battled with about, um, you know, this sort of um, impulse that oh to feel self-important or to um, you know be listened to, and I think he battled that. I think that yeah, I think he yeah. did it beautifully, and I think he was so inspired by being with the audience that he was really yeah. a channel. He was a channeler of information. He was channeling that love. He genuinely was lit up by being a part of that, by being on stage, by being around people. And you know,
1: you know what? I think I think the way I look at it is that he talked about the ego an awful lot. Yeah. In a lot of his lectures and that he talked about it a lot. And I think he had to talk about it a lot because mm-hmm. that's the way he dealt with it.
0: Mm.
1: You know, that's the way he he kind of said, okay, Eagle, I'm going to talk about you. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm not going to pretend
0: was... you're not here, but I'm not right. going to let you yeah. lead my life. Yeah. yeah.
2: But to finally give everything up in Florida, give his house, his furniture and all that, and just go and be a channel of his writing. Yeah. You know, that's all at that, at that point, when that spiritual growth had reached a, a certain point, he just knew that it wasn't money. It wasn't material things. It was, he was a conduit for spiritual writing. And, and for me, um, for someone to be able to speak for long periods of time, no notes, you know, every once in a while, I suspect, I I don't know, maybe they would have something up on them. A slide projector or something, maybe a picture or something that was supposed to come on at a certain time. That when we saw him in um, January that time. Yeah. But basically, just talking, just talking. And I said, "Could you even meet? Could you even remember?" I mean, I have notes when I taught. I had notes. I tried to go back to it. I would try to talk. I had to talk an hour six times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Teaching. Yeah. But. It just, when you believe in something so strongly,
0: uh-huh.
2: I think that, that that whole, it just comes. And just like his writing, he was able to do that because it was a divine divine intervention of, you know, we need to get this word out. We need to let people know. I know? think that
0: his work was making space for that to come through him. That, that, that I think for anyone who's trying to, Um, be a presence in the world or or bring some light into the world that our work is to be that hollow bone is to clear out all the obstacles to love. Because that's what we are at our core. That's what comes through naturally. But all, right. all the conditioning can get in the way. All of the self-doubt, all of the ego stuff can get in the way. So I feel like that's where our, that's where our work is. That's where our daily practice is. is to clear the yeah. space for inspiration to come through. You talk about him giving up his his apartment, his writing space, and everything that was in it in Florida. And it sounds so freeing. But, of course, how many of us would do that? But I think he was so courageous if you look at the number of times in his life that he was willing to take a big chance on something that only he believed in that nobody else could see that nobody else felt the number of times he was willing to risk everything to follow what was in his heart is probably what inspires me the most and and he landed in in hawaii the way that he did because he was inspired, because he was listening, because of where he put his values. And I think that, you know, he was not without his own struggles. He was very, very human, probably more than a lot of people realize. Um, but he had a message to tell, and he brought it in a big way right until you know, the he, end. He, right. He, he, right. S-
1: he saw it, and then he believed it,
0: you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. That's
1: exactly what he did. <laughs> yeah. You know, we uh, we still use. You know, I don't know if you ever listened to the I Am meditation.
0: Mm-hmm. This,
1: the music with with James Twyman. Love that. We use it. We use that all the time in our mindfulness class and uh, in our retreats. Yeah, in our retreats, and, and and it's just so it's just so real. You know, it's just so true. It's a great. It's a great. Um, it's almost like a mantra. I. I you know, it just puts me in a place.
0: <laughs> it feels like sound healing. And he used to play that for his kids. And he said his kids really liked it, too, where, yeah. you know, and I think depending on how you're feeling that day or how how, how able you are <laughs> to kind of sit down and focus, even if you can't really, I don't know, do a, a breath meditation or something, if you just put on the, the I Am meditation, the James Twyman soundtrack it, it's gonna change um, how you feel. It's gonna change yep, right It now. is, the energy. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah, so we we use his, or we have used his teachings in our mindfulness, Sunday morning mindfulness class, you know, um, it was maybe an article or something, or, you know, we talk about them and we got, we we would get 25, 30 people every Sunday morning um, that just kind of showed us that some people are looking for something, yeah. you know? They, We're hungry they, they're hungry for, for it. it this Mm -hmm. this mindfulness craze you know it's it's just it's it's a great thing but it but it's like it's so big now Mm -hmm. that certain people are taking advantage of it but anyway we we would use his teachings and we got all 25 or 30 of these participants in Dwayne dyer you know what i mean (laughs) i mean they they were like word yeah (laughs) well you know it's like-minded people you know what i mean so at this organization that i worked at where we did our mindfulness, uh, they do luncheons in in the spring and summer on Tuesdays. And so I says, well, I want to do a a Wayne Dyer luncheon. This is right after he passed, I think, a year, maybe it was a year later after he passed. So we wanted to bring his life up in a luncheon. You know, we talked about him for an hour, and and we showed little clips about him talking. and, And we had, what, 30 people at this luncheon. Uh, and this is where we we wore our shirts, you know, and, we, and it was kind of like a, a Broadway act. We'd be <laughs> up there dancing, <laughs> but uh, but it was great. It was great participation, and we're going to continue doing that. And um, we
2: did it again at night.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, and then we did it again at night because there were so, so it, many
2: more people who wanted to come.
1: Yep. Yeah. So you know, this is so- a great organization. We 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 can do luncheons like that. We actually showed not hans movie walk with me at that um which was really good too but but yeah we got great participation and we're going to continue Mm -hmm. to do that you know spread his word it's great
0: so the you said sunday morning mindfulness is that something that you're doing online or is it something that you're doing locally
1: well we well since the pandemic we we went to zoom so we're doing a zoom meeting on sunday mornings and we're getting eight or nine people. Um, but starting uh, April 11th, we're going to be back in in, in business. We're going to be back personal. Uh, personally, we're going to So does that mean gonna start... you're
0: not going to do it on Zoom anymore? Because I think we've yeah, got some people right. who would love to join you. Ah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you got to find a way to do both. We, we, we want uh, you to share the love.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, we're going to have a few more weeks of doing it online. I'll send you the link.
0: Yeah, put it in the group okay. and and uh, and let's share it with everybody. Is there a website that people can go to to learn more about that?
1: Um, or it's a long. Well, one. I can give you the website of the organization. Uh, it's called the sure. Center C E N T E R Palos P A L O S dot org. The CenterPalos dot org. Okay. It is the okay. uh, nonprofit. Uh, um, um, interfaith, um, you know, interfaith ministries. So it's a, really a nice place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Go on the website; you'll Great. look about. Yeah, and that's the call.
0: same place. Hmm. Yes. Is that the same place where you're doing the retreats as well? Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Great. Yep. I and love we, that you're actually... infusing Wayne's teachings into <laughs> into the work that you're doing and the yeah, and April seventeenth.
1: Our first retreat, mindfulness retreat, this year, and then we have in May eighth, we have a birding migration retreat. Ooh. Uh, we go out. We go out in the woods and we look at look for birds. And
2: hopefully, we'll get uh, forest therapy back in. Yeah. If, yeah. uh everybody gets vaccinated.
0: So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, it must be exciting you guys are ready to gear up and get back to your in-person meetings, which there's nothing like it. I mean, yeah. I encourage you to do some Zoom because it reaches people that can't otherwise be there, people that don't live in your area. But I agree, there's nothing like there's nothing like being in person for something like that. There's yeah. a number of um groups that I was participating in around here, spiritual community, and I really miss that. I really miss that because we're, you know, we're still not doing that. Everything's online, but someday, someday we'll resume.
1: Yeah. you yeah. know, yeah, I'm actually yeah. doing some AA meetings online, which, uh, again, um, it allows people that can't come or can't travel or, you know, that can't go out or they're working or whatever allows them to share and, and, and connect. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good thing. So you live in Seattle, correct?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: We've got some really good friends that live in Mount Vernon.
0: Mm-hmm. Just north yep. of here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Beautiful place.
0: Yeah, I love Seattle. The winters are dark and rainy, um, but the summers are fabulous. And uh, yeah. Well, we could send you some snow. Oh, uh, well, you know, I'll tell you, we only had two days of snow this year. Now, we don't normally get much snow, but we usually get, you know, two or three snowfalls where we'll get a few days. Sometimes we get a week or something of snow, and the kids uh-huh. love it. So I've got two little yeah, kids, right? That. And so. Yeah we made the most out of our two days of snow but it melted like hot fire the following day (laughs) um, it really was it was like it's snowing oh we have so much snow oh it's gone like (laughs)
1: absolutely
0: great for driving i guess so it was literally the weekend it was saturday and sunday we had like i don't know how many inches of snow and then monday Boom. By Monday afternoon, the roads were clear. It's wow. so all gone. So. Gone.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we
0: would take a little bit, except we're gearing up for spring. <laughs> I have this little, um, there's this water reservoir behind our property, and we just heard the frogs start chirping again about a week oh, ago. So, you good. know, spring is on its way. The sounds of yeah. spring are here. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's good. <laughs> well, you know, um, Wayne also taught me how to respect and, 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 um, honor the nature you know and and uh that's my biggest that's my biggest um pull for my spirituality is nature and i become a naturalist and you know we do we do nature retreats in the woods and you know it's just so powerful just so powerful
0: i love that even if it's just in a small way even if it's just like wayne dyer would recommend like if you can't sleep go walk barefoot on the grass Which now I'm picturing him doing that in Kanapali, like, (laughs) on the grass there, because that's probably where it was happening. (laughs) Um, But, like, like, we don't have a big property, we're very close to the city, right? But there's this little grove of trees, and um, we cleared it out, we put a little gazebo back there. And it's just, it's such a nice place where you've got sort of the water reservoir on one side, and this little grove of like this little mix of trees. And it's just like our little piece of nature, you know, right there. But, but yeah, I think I think nature can be even more inspirational than church and i have felt the spirit in churches i have absolutely um, but i always feel it when i when i'm out in nature there's just yeah. something about it's like it resets your biorhythms and and it opens yeah. up your ability to sort of listen and 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 receive that feeling of connection and that and that sense of guidance it <laughs> it,
1: it enhances all your senses believe me right yeah. You know, you know, it it's um it's God's it's God's cathedral the, the woods, you know. I remember Wayne Wayne saying, you know, if nothing else, get up in the morning, put your feet on the ground, on the floor and say thank you. Yeah. That's all you need.
0: The yeah. only prayer you really need if you only have one yeah. is is yes. thank you. There was thank one you. more thing I kind of wanted to run past you guys, cuz something that I was thinking about is um Now, you talked about this with Ram Dass and you talked about this with Wayne Dyer, where you would have sort of all these people that would surround them. And like Wayne in particular, I remember seeing him at a number of different talks. And you'd think it would be kind of terrifying that you have like, he finishes the talk and he comes right down in the audience or even before because he usually walks in through the back, right? You have like hundreds of people rush up to him, wanting something from him eager. It could be so terrifying. But he was so calm. And I feel like he kept all of us calm. And I wonder what you think that was in him that sort of prevented him from being mobbed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think, and Sharon can share her her view, but I think, I think, I think it was just <laughs> his presence and the presence of the people and trust. He had a lot of trust in mm-hmm. people, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think he mentioned, I also read tonight, he mentioned that everybody he met or everybody he, you know, everybody he met or had any, any interaction with were geniuses. You know, he thought everybody was a genius. Yeah. <laughs> and and I don't know where that came from.
0: God in drag, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I I I, th- I think a lot of it. He, he trusted people and he believed in people. hmm and, and and I think that's why he was so calm. And he wanted to help me. How many times did he say, you know? <clears throat> Who may I serve,
0: right?
1: Mm-hmm. Who may I serve today?
0: Yeah, I think he had a morning practice where he was responding to people and giving things away and sending gifts and things every day. I think every day yep. he yep. was he was doing that. Oh yeah,
1: some of the stories from Maui how he would help out a, a dry cleaner, the person that used to used to clean his clothes, and she couldn't make her rent and blah mm-hmm. blah. He, And, you know, every day he'd go there or every week he'd go there and give her an envelope Mm -hmm. of money to help her out. And he said, I don't need it. (laughs) You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I don't need that. But he wanted to help
0: well he also believed in abundance right so even before he was maybe wealthy which i'm sure he was um he still had that idea of there's always more there's more than enough going around and if you kind of live your life that way it's like this energy exchange there's always more coming giving away money away on his birthday i love that story yep (laughs) (laughs) yep i just think that uh he so strongly
2: believed in what he said and how he lived his life, that people who would be there listening to him were also peaceful and serene. And, um, you know, I, obviously he hadn't run into anything that was a problem because he still kept doing it, right? Um,
0: or maybe he did maybe he did but he did i mean you know because there's there's always going to be somebody right yeah. um but i i don't think that stopped him you know it's like no. the critics didn't stop him from speaking what he knew to be true yep. so right. yeah
1: you know and i never seen a a, a large s- uh, security force around him i never seen no
0: there was like an assistant who would There was always one person keeping an eye on the time because they said he was notoriously bad with time. So, yeah, they would be like, you got to leave now. You got to get to the airport. You know, it's like otherwise he was he was just like, "Ah, he's in, you know, he's floating in the moment. But
1: well, we can do we can do part two next. Part two. (laughs) Part two.
0: So if you could see Wayne again today, what would you say to him?
1: Um. uh... I think I would just say, I love you, you know, enough is said.
0: Sharon. Thank
2: you.
1: Yeah. Thank, yeah.
0: You.
2: thank you. I found the solution, hmm. you know, there is a solution, um, no matter what, there's a there's reason a... and a solution.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think thank you is what's in my heart as well when I think about him. and. I'm thankful that he put himself out there. I'm thankful that he was fearless in his pursuit of sharing the message. And that I think that's why he was uniquely suited to teach so many of us. It wasn't just that he knew the truth. It wasn't just that he was good at delivering it. It was that he put himself out there so it would reach us.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, there was. I went to a meeting last week and I, and I mentioned I, I just celebrated 22 years of sobriety and
0: Congratulations. One, of the, one, of the,
1: <laughs> one of the participants actually came back and he says, Dan, thank you for getting sober 22 years ago. You helped my life. And, you know, so that's like, whoa, you know what I mean? I never realized, I never looked at it that way before, you
0: know. Yes,
1: and I don't. Yes. I don't take anything. A year is a year. It doesn't matter to me. It's all about service, and Wayne Dyer's taught me that.
0: But you are a gift. You are a gift, and you re- you removed the obstacles to sharing that gift with others. You enable yourself to continue being on this planet, and and giving. And that is a choice that's where our responsibility lies i think there's so much about who we are and where we live and where we grew up and who our parents were that we don't necessarily have any control over we have incredible influence over our lives i do not believe we have control over our lives which is interesting that that's how this conversation started but what we do have is we have choices and those choices will push us in one direction or another so i can't control the fact that I'm of a certain age, I'm of a certain race, I'm of a certain religious background, all of those things. But what do I do with it? What choices am I making today? and what what's in my heart, and and am I willing to express what's in my heart? Because I think that everybody has a music in them. and everybody hears things a little bit differently. And that if you have the courage to stand up and speak your truth, to speak from your heart, like you have done on your own experience, like you have done in this conversation today,, uh, which many people are gonna listen to, you know then people can receive that and they feel that because at the deepest level we're all one we're all connected we learn from each other's paths we learn from each other's choices and maybe we come here again and again to keep having those experiences to keep learning those lessons and i think as souls we must just revel in the opportunity of choice why else would we why else would we be here
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah. Nice well, respect. I want to thank you both so much for spending this time with me today for for joining me and sharing your stories and, and sharing your experience of being in Hawaii. Um, it sounds just as magical for you as I know it was for me. And, and it, it makes me miss him all the more and also all the more grateful um, that he did what he did and, and we were able to join in that and that we're doing what we're doing today because even welcome. if it only reaches one person, that's enough.
1: <laughs> you you know you know what we even took a helicopter tour when we were there. It was amazing.
0: Amazing. <laughs> Love yeah. Hawaii. That's my favorite part of Hawaii. So I actually got married on the big island. Um, uh-huh. my husband and I went back there, yes. Um it's been eight years now, almost exactly uh-huh. since we got married. Oh, and um but Kaanapali in Maui is my favorite place and I don't think it's just because Wayne lived there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's definitely part of the memory. But that's such a beautiful part of the island, and yes, yes, yes thank
1: you. Much. Did you go to Mama's Fish House while you were there?
0: I did not. I guess I missed. Oh, oh no, I have to go back. You do. <laughs> I'm write
1: that down.
0: Yeah, they have clean windows.
1: Yeah, yeah. We were sitting. In, we were sitting in the restaurant, and we were watching the birds. And and Sharon goes, man, those windows are clean. There was no glass in them. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: so like fun. the airport, it's like open air airports. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. And then the birds probably yeah. come in too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. And for all our listeners, thank you for following Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life and telling your friends about it. This episode will also be available with video on my YouTube channel. You can find all the social media links and more details about this podcast at NadiaDelacruz.com. Until next time, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Namaste.